Welcome back to the Inside Podcast, produced by Alpha Outdoors. Uh, I'm Elliot Patterson. I'm Dalton Skipper. It's Chance. Your boy, right? Your boy. Yeah. Sweet. Mainstream. Oh, gosh. Barely alive. I hate when, barely I hate alive, when you do for that. sure. Okay, tell us why you're barely alive real quick. Yo, I wrecked my truck. I didn't wreck it. I was hit head oh, on. Reckless driver wrecked yeah. your truck. Reckless driver wrecked my truck. Got hit head on, man. Yeah, I mean, all you were trying to do was, like, head home from a good day of shooting skeet yeah. out at Buffalo Creek. And yeah, went to the shooting range and met this great guy, Caleb, and took him out and had a great time. And, uh, yeah, on the way back, just... You had a lady take you out. Take me out, dude. I flipped four or five times. Just, man, I, I just, I really wish they would increase, like, the amount you could get. Because, like, now you've got to start over on car payments and you've, you know your insurance is probably going to go up a little bit because it'll be a little bit newer vehicle. And I yep. just, I, I really think, you know, when you cause a wreck for someone else, you should have to reimburse them for everything they're out of pocket. Yeah. yeah it, I should, completely. it should it really should, cost you. It should break. You should, it should break the other person even. Yes. Like absolutely. me, I should have to be even, but yep. yeah, it's not quite how it works. And I think it's I mean, ridiculous. if it was like that, insurance companies wouldn't make money. No, but and you so got to think like about everybody's insurance would be so much higher. If well, that you got to think like everybody's, premiums they pay every month and this that another like how many people pay that every month and then don't have any accidents yeah yeah you know, they're making money oh yeah one way or another i mean an insurance company is i mean i get almost guarantee it's one of the biggest businesses in in the world if not just the united states yeah you know but yeah i, I barely escaped death man i got lucky so inconsiderate of your feelings <laughs> what <laughs> she was so inconsiderate oh, she, yeah feelings. yeah and his property <laughs> Yeah, that truck. I loved that truck, man. I got such a good deal on it. Yeah. But I'm alive, so that's good. That's what matters, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so kind of what we wanted to do on this podcast, you can see we don't have a guest, you know, on this one, and uh, and there's only three of us in the shot, so that means Zach is still out, um, just handling some personal business, you know. And, uh, he should be back next week, next podcast. He should, yeah. He should. He should. But um, He should. He should. Yeah, he should. Yeah. But what we wanted to do on this podcast was just kind of chat about something that we know plenty about. Uh, you've heard us talk about deer hunting plenty and hunting in general. But, uh, you know, there were some topics that we saw come across social medias and found on the Internet this week. And we thought they all sounded really interesting. And so we just wanted to chat about some of those and mix in our own opinions, of course, um, about them. And then maybe talk a little legal, what they are and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Just that's something we know about. Yeah, I, I know how to deer hunt. And, I mean, I, I know how to Texas deer hunt. You know, which is in a stand and over yeah. a feeder, which is a great segue into our first topic. I guess is: Do you think it's slightly cheating or immoral or, or unsportsmanlike? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's tons of words for it to hunt over feed, hunt over food. I'll throw that to either now, one. I know I'm not uh, completely. 100% down with uh, what the law is but if I'm if I'm not mistaken it's if you hunt over a feed it has to be there at least two weeks prior to the kill right and that what the you're getting into like bear hunting in yeah in the midwest okay yeah, yeah. here here doesn't matter no it matters with some like ducks ducks you can't mm -hmm. hunt over food you can put out food but you have to wait two weeks to hunt there okay um but with, with turkeys are the same, same, right? You know, I don't know. I thought we I talked th about it with your dad. I don't dad. think you can hunt over food with turkeys. Really? Because if you think about it, I mean, those 30 turkeys come up to the feeder and burn it. Does that mean you can't shoot one if they're at the feeder? Yeah, I don't know. 
I have to clear that I, up. I don't yeah. know about this is this is deer. I don't know about yeah. turkeys. Yeah, I, don't know I love hunting turkey. Yeah, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, you know, I just kind of wing it when I go. But I know, yeah, I know deer hunting. You can hunt over food in Texas now. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's also really big. Uh, Texas has a weird deer hunting culture, um, which is your typical drive out there in your truck, getting your nice thousand dollar stand and hunt over food. That's just kind of the Texas hunting culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also hunted where you hunt in stock. Now the only place I've done that is in Unburnet up in the hill country on ninety acres. So it's it's not like public land North Dakota mule deer hunting you know where you can't where you have this hundreds of thousands of acres to uh hunt and stock on but you know it is hunting and stalking which is i love you know finding their natural paths and, and where they're yeah. going to walk through speaking yeah, of uh lots of acreage i did a little research this week and you know i just got a little curious y'all know how cheap land in montana is to get like anywhere from 20 to thousands of acres Cheap, cheap, cheap. Can you give us like a number? For for 20 acres, it was like 90,000. That's pretty cheap. That's cheap. I mean, that's less than 5,000 an acre. Cheap, cheap. I mean, it's not cheap, cheap, but that's... It's like cheap, cheap to me. It's not like troop cheap. Yeah. Bro, out in troop. How much was that land? It was 100-something acres, wasn't it? The one that Nick was telling us about? Yeah. Yeah, it was like... We don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it was like forty-four acres, yes, but it, it was, was all forty-something. But like thirty-four or five of it was like hay field, so it was all pristine land, and it had a beautiful house on it, like three thousand square foot. For yeah, I think it was like four hundred thousand dollars. No, I think it was way less. Was it? Yeah, it was way less. So that's not really that cheap. Was it like ridiculously it was less? Ridiculous. It was like it was like one hundred fifty thousand. Oh, that's cheap. I think he said it was something like that. That's right. Yeah, because it made absolutely no sense. Because uh-huh. the house alone should have been worth it. And he said and there was it. another property that's about twenty acres for. 90,000 or something. I don't know. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculously cheap out in Troop. Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Yeah, the only problem Bunch is... A bunch of birds up in here. The only problem is you have to you have to live in Troop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's out of the question. Out of the question. I mean, what's your biggest town? Jacksonville? Like, <laughs> and who the hell wants to go to Jacksonville? <laughs> oh. Unless you're getting tomatoes. There's, yeah, I mean, just yeah. don't waste any time out of your life going to Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't even think their tomatoes are that good. Fight me, Jacksonvillians. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> Noonday's Onions. Bro. Noonday Onions. Those are yep. good. East Texas Mayhaw is where it's at. I don't know what that is. Mayhaw Jelly. It's oh. a little local berry. Oh, yeah? Just to the, our region. Yeah. Oh. Mayhaw. Yeah, he'll the <laughs> guy right down the road, you know, always crossing the Nissan dealership selling Mayhaw Jelly. Is that, that's who's, that's, that's it. That's what he sells? Mayhaw it's Jelly that, and honey. local Mayhaw. honey. Yep, just like that. Yep. Hmm. You know, yeah, I, 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 I bought some local honey one time um, from a guy on the side of the road. And it had the whole honeycomb and everything yeah. in the jar. It was awesome. Yeah, I've heard honeycomb fresh out of the box. Just, it's good. Just pull it, pull it right out and just put it in your mouth and just kind of nub on it a little bit. You know, pop your dentures out. and We're, we're trying to keep this, you know, <laughs> rated low for our younger viewers. Jeez. You'll have to excuse Elliot. Yeah, I'm that sorry. was, that I'm was sorry. a crazy innuendo right there. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get back to uh, hunting over food. Um, have you have ever had an experience not hunting over food? Yes. And how did it go? Yeah, so uh, right after mom and dad got divorced, it was kind of, I, I still wanted to hunt really bad, but I was just kind of piggybacking off of my dad, you know, because mm-hmm. he knew how to do it, so I just he'd take me out. Um, and so I let the feeders go to crap, and you know they weren't didn't have any corn, no batteries, and I just didn't know how to set those old school twenty four hour clocks. Oh yeah, is what was on it, and I, I didn't want to mess with it. So yeah, around that area, I would I knew that there's 
nat- the only natural food source early season is the pecan bottom. There's a bunch of pecan mm-hmm. trees. Yeah. So I'd go sit on that. Um, there was an old, old tree stand back there mm-hmm. right past that creek. Yep. And I sat up in that and shot a, shot a little doe out of it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That was cool. fun. Uh, you know, so just knowing the land is really helpful. Yeah, how was know. how was the hunting different? Because you know you hunt over a feeder, you know where they're going to be. You know, yeah, I would, that that's how you know it's it's different because you're really just catching them on the way somewhere. So you shot them walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she so was walking. I, mean, I made basically a, a I mapped type it. Thing. You know, yep. And she stopped, but you gave her a quick little quick little map, little, yeah. little yeah. quickie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Elliot's rubbing off on me. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> it just yeah. gets worse. <laughs> so, it does. So, yeah. Scoot that, over. I mean, <laughs> and that's only the real experience I've had with... Um, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, not the only one, but that time in my life. But you also know it's only 90 acres, so like it's not... You, you kind of know where they have their designated patterns, where they're going to be. They know, you know, where they're getting their food source at. Yeah. You can kind of plan out around it. Which, so I know that if I was in a situation where I had to, I know enough about uh, whitetail to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. I could, I could easily. I mean, the patterns in burn it are, are kind of really easy to tell. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. I've only been a few times, four or five times, and I've kind of picked up on it pretty uh-huh. quick. So, but me personally, I've never not hunted over food outside of the little turkey hunt we went on with your dad. Yeah. And I mean, we had decoys, but other than that, I've never hunted not over food of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Elliot. Yeah, I mean, I went hunting once with my dad um, way back in the day, and it was on public land, so obviously we didn't have a feeder set up or anything. This is the same story you gave yeah, a couple yeah, podcasts before. ago. Yeah, I mean, and so I didn't. We didn't see anything, you know. Well, you should have threw some of that checks mix out <laughs> you there. Should have done. Can you hunt with food on public land? I'm sure it depends. I on... don't. I don't think you can in Texas. I think your only issue, I don't know the laws behind it, yeah. but I know I would be thinking if I put a feeder out there a couple weeks who's before. Who's going to take it? Take it or just who's going to beat me out there the morning I want to hunt and is then now hunting over my feeder. No, if somebody goes to hunt over your feeder, I just go out there and just pack up the feeder at 5 o'clock in the morning. No, you're not hunting over my feeder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, so that's I, true because you could. But, okay, would you not also then be considered like polluting a state area or something then maybe? Well, let me let me blow your mind. You prepared? I'm not. Okay. I I recently found this out. On public uh, hunting ducks, you can build a blind, like a wooden plywood and two by four raised blind on the lake and leave it there. You just have to put your name and date and phone number. For the whole season? I I think you can do it for longer. Really? As long as... Let's do that. Yeah. It's like running trot lines. You know, you had to date it and Mm -hmm. put your phone number and leave it there. Yeah. You can do that with uh, stands, too. Huh. Duck blinds. So, I I knew you could do that when you're ice fishing, like up in Alaska and everything. Yeah. I I just watched too many of those shows, you know. (laughs) And those people, they, they can leave their shacks, is what they call them, just out mm-hmm. on the ice. But they, you know, date and tag them and, and all of that. But they have to pick them up within, like, a week or two after really? season's over with. So why couldn't you get, like, a boat, no motor, whatever, deck it out with a blind over the top, get it set up, rigged up for whoever you want to take hunting, pull it out there, like, a day or two before, leave it there. So you have your spot? So, you, I mean, you basically you're reserving your own spot. And when you come back, and, I mean, you've got the pristine spot, and you don't have to Get there at midnight just to hunt. So I think I don't think you can leave an unmanned boat if you anchor it off. Maybe I don't know, but I also know in the duck hunting world, it's actually unsportsmanlike to hunt from your boat. It's not. It's like kind of frowned upon. You know, it's kind of like using a suppressor or something when you're hunting. Like water, like uh, water swatting. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of like water swatting. It's kind of like 
swat that one. It's not very, it's not a very impressive shot. You know, it's kind of giving the duck a disadvantage. But uh, it's like guns over bows. But I've definitely hunted from a boat, one hundred percent. Well, first duck hunt I've ever went on, I was hunting from a a, a boat blind. I mean, that provides you no greater service except for going and retrieving your duck if you don't have an animal to help you out. Yeah, yeah, that's really kind of. That's really kind of it. I mean, it's not like the ducks are landing on your boat and asking to be killed, you know, at that point. <laughs> yeah. It'd be just like standing on the shore, you yeah. know, or being in a blind on the, mm-hmm. on the... But yeah, we drove we drove past one. I, I think it was on Lake, where was it? Lake of the Pines or something, or maybe Palestine or Fork. It was Fork. Mm-hmm. And we drove by. I was like, what's that? What What is that? And I was like, oh, it's someone's blind. And it was like a solid, built, like... You, they have stairs you walk up in it. Has like a fold up window. The roof folds back. <laughs> it is crazy. That's pretty neat. Pristine, and it looked like it wasn't gonna be moved. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I I, th- I don't know if you can leave them there, but I think you can. Hmm. hmm. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. What are we talking about? Yeah, but hunt over feed. Oh yeah. I I see no unsportsmanlike conduct in it. I can see where people would think it was because you know. If one person but kills, it, it is illegal in some states. Yeah, well, and I think those states are stupid. But <laughs> but also, what would like, the we have a pl- we have a plethora of whitetail. That's what I'm thinking. And so hunting over feed just gives them a greater advantage to conserving that resource, the whitetail yeah. resource. I would think the the only way, not the only reason, Managing. yeah, it, it has to be for some sort of management. I think that reason might be something like there's deer in this area and if you start feeding here it'll pull them but they need to be over here for the best breeding opportunities or something like that you know what i mean because I mean, yeah but if you feed consistent over a couple seasons a couple years time then why would their breeding not be natural in this area now mm-hmm. see so basically i would imagine that the only person's problem with hunting over a feeder is someone who hasn't killed anything and doesn't have a feeder that's so true that's what i would think yeah that's just yeah. like when it comes to water swatting ducks. Yeah, you don't catch them flying, you know, but you're still killing a duck. And so I'm guessing the people that have real issues with it are those who haven't killed a duck. And are bad shots. <laughs> are bad, or bad shots. <laughs> yeah. Zach must not like hunting from the boat, huh? Hey, he's a good shotgun shooter. <laughs> he is good at it. He can, I've seen him do some crazy shots on ducks. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters one way or another. I think it's just like the rifle bow or rifle bow and arrow to talk we had to each their own, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hunt what's gonna and especially I mean, if you're putting if you're hunting for the sole purpose of putting food in your freezer I'm for do your family. Takes. Yeah. You're gonna do what do what it takes. So you're gonna you're gonna buy a small feeder and you're gonna fill it and you're gonna make sure deer are there so you can put food in your in your freezer. Yep. Speak, you know? uh, I have another topic if we want Unless anybody else has something they want to talk about. No, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. So speaking of doing whatever you think it takes, mm-hmm. this is a something I've heard a lot about. Do you think that those um, scent away and the washing your clothes with scentless detergent or those jackets with the scent blocker on it, do you think they work? It's on here. Yeah, I know. Oh. You said add another topic. Well, just because it went on oh. straight with that kind of good segue into that one. Hmm. I've never used any of it. Really? And I've, I mean, up to this point, I'd like to say I've been pretty successful. Yeah. Just a few years hunting, and I, I don't see the point in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you told me just whoosh, no, no, on the deodorant. On the deodorant, yeah. No, just no, just no, just no. So yeah. one stroke of deodorant, not a second. 
basically. Hmm. Um, well, I just think I think there is there there's a it's wouldn't be smart to use a perfume like a real scented thing because that's adding to your scent. Yeah, don't add to your scent. Yeah, you're gonna have a scent, but I think making it. I mean, that's meant to be pushed out mm-hmm. into the into your environment, and so I think I think uh, that that to me sounds like a disadvantage. But I don't I don't know if that stuff actually works. Yeah, I don't. I've never used any of it. You, you know, what does work staying downwind of your animal. Yep. Yeah, that works hundred percent of the and, time. And staying quiet, I imagine, has a lot to do yeah, with it too. Yeah, for sure. Not very good at that. But there's a, I mean, there's I, I don't remember who was talking about it. It was probably on one of the podcasts I was listening to. But he said if if I if I do all these different things right if I use if I wash my clothes in it if I if I get those vacuum sealers those scent away things if I spray if I chew on those scentless tabs you, you should know, be able to stand right next to if it. if one of them increases my odds by five percent I'm going to do all of them. So at that Does point, that why sense? wouldn't you just sit on top of the feeder and shoot them as they walk by? Because I mean they can't smell you, right? True. I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm not gonna put a whole lot of faith into something. Because I think a lot of those, a lot of that hunting gear is kind of gimmicky. Yeah, you're making people believe that they need it, so they buy it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much in every industry, really. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I, you know, like you were saying, Dalton, like I've had plenty of successful hunts without yeah. any of that stuff. And now, granted, we do have the advantage of hunting over a feeder and in a set blind. If you're hunting on public land. And maybe you don't have a tree stand, but you're just kind of camped out at the base of a tree or something, trying to hide yourself the best way. That may there may be some advantage to scent away or scent blocking, you know, equipment. But I see no benefit to for me in it. Yeah, I, like you said, I think it's just a complete gimmick. It's just something else you can have to. You think you need to spend money on when it's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. Yeah, I think it's completely a gimmick. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it works. I mean, it might help. I mean, if you're stalking deer and things like that, sure. But the key is to stay downwind anyways. They're not going to smell you if you're downwind. So yeah, just play your Why wind. waste the money? Yeah, and in stalking, I mean, what you're looking for is, like, sound. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to they're gonna hear you before they smell you, I imagine, if you're down, especially if you're yeah. downwind from them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It is, yeah, and I've never even I've never even thought about you know you see all that stuff. I do most of my, I used to do most of my shopping for like ammo and whatnot in Walmart until, you know, they pissed me off and just stopped caring at all. Which yeah, is absolutely <laughs> oh, ridiculous. God, makes me mad. Liberal company, but they had the best prices. They really did. The it best was, prices. I mean, it was great, and it's not that I don't love to support local business. Mm-hmm. You know, Walmart's it, not local. I know. It's not that I don't like to support local business, oh, I but I saying. cannot. I just can't justify spending five or six dollars more a box of ammo. So they win. They used to, but now I do it, and I and I love it. I see and my saying. mindset has changed around it that a local company deserves my business more than a large corporation. So I seen this uh, Facebook post. Uh, it was a few days ago, and this lady was like, "Oh, support your local business." And someone commented on it. It's like, "Well, your your sweater that I can buy for twenty dollars is fifty two fifty." That's your reason why I don't shop at local businesses. Yeah, y'all agree or disagree with that? <coughs> I think. Um, it, can you? I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? So I seen this post on Facebook a few days ago. Oh, I don't I don't remember when it was. Um, I was trying to word it exactly like I did. <laughs> sorry, guys. I like. I like. To, <laughs> I like what to, happened? I'm a little stubborn, so I try to 
Chance should be paying attention instead of You asked him to say it again, and he was repeating verbatim everything (laughs) he said. Instead of very easily saying this lady was charging like 250% more for a sweater than than somebody could buy online. And that's why I don't shop at local businesses, is what she said. I just wouldn't shop at that local business. Obviously, she doesn't have her customer's best interest at heart. And that's what it is. There's a level, you know? Yeah. So... they, They... I mean... They have to pay more for it because they're not ordering yeah. as much. That's just how it works. Like a perfect comparison, I think, here in Tyler is Superior versus Academy. You, all their uh, Academy's guns, if they have it, they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you get that's different going to Superior? And they're only located in Tyler and Longview that the I know lifetime of. Lifetime warranty. Yeah, that lifetime warranty. That's what. And you know, it's a bittersweet thing I have relationship I have with Superior, but Absolutely. man, that lifetime warranty is. I, I'm in the same boat you are. I refuse to buy anything from them. But if but I if can I get them on the phone and yeah. have them price match somebody else for the same thing and get all of their war- – I mean, I would pay, yeah, uh, $50 more just to be able to have that warranty because, you know, they've got uh, they've got gunsmiths staffed there. I mean, multiple mm-hmm. uh, multiple gunsmiths and this and another. And, I mean, they pretty much mount anything you want for 20 bucks. Yep. I mean, it's just it's just a deal that yeah, you don't want like to pass I, up. Before I had a, a bad encounter with them, I, I went and purchased some uh, night sights for my uh, Smith & Wesson that I have. Um, and I was like, how much is it for y'all to put it on? And, oh, you buy it here. You yeah. put it on for and free. And I love that. Yeah. You know, they, they, they are they, – they have good perks, but, you know, it, it's a better suite. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can mend that relationship <clears throat> at some point. But yeah, you yeah. remember when I bought that scope for my AR, which I had a great experience buying my AR through Superior. Yeah. They price matched Academy. I got my lifetime warranty, all right. that good stuff. It, it was it was excellent. And then I bought the scope shortly after, and I bought scope rings, and they never asked any questions about mounting anything because I had bought the gun through them, and it should have been 20 bucks, and they didn't charge me anything. Yeah. And then we walked out, and you're like, oh, you didn't pay them. And it's like, well, I did buy the gun there. Yeah. So I would assume, you know, they would just kind of chalk that up. As, yeah, I think that's yeah. what they did. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I would love to mend that relationship someday. But, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. They just got good perks, man. No, no the perks or I mean, you're not going to get anything that good here in our but local I area. I don't think it's worth paying an extra $400. And I was looking for my shotgun. I got a Browning Silver Hunter. And they were going to charge me twelve hundred. They said we can get you one for twelve hundred, but I got online on Gun Gunbroker and you know got it for eight fifty. Well, it's just like that PCR enhance we seen when we went in there one day. It was listed for like seventeen fifty. The MSRP on that gun is not even twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, they slapped a three hundred dollars scope on it and charged somebody an extra five hundred dollars. Yeah, and, and, and but that's, that's not. But that has nothing to do with the difference in shopping local or corporate. You no. know because. Superior gets the stock in where I would consider them not your local gun shop anymore. I would consider Porter's to be your local gun shop, you know, Uh, mm. simply because Superior's opened a location in Longview. And now, granted, they have two locations, but they order stock like crazy, and they get great deals. I mean, if if they can get it from any of their suppliers, they'll Mm -hmm. get it for you for whatever price, you know, y'all agree on previously. Yeah. Because they they had to order my AR. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, they even price matched Academy regardless yeah. of what they had to buy it from the supplier for. I would consider them like Borderline. a small, large business. You know, a small corporate business is what like I would consider Like a local them large, I guess? Like a local large, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to the point where I, where like if I can, because I can go to Walmart still and buy, you know, a uh, hundred rounds of 
the shotgun shells that I like to use for clay for twenty two dollars. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Whereas I could go, I mean, and I guess this is you can call me hypocritical or whatever, but if I went to Porter's or Superior Academy, I'm gonna spend where where it's five dollars basically a box of twenty five shells at Walmart. I would spend nine or ten yeah, anywhere nine or else. 10. And I think that if you want to be a local company that provides that is your local provider for that certain merchandise, then you have to get as close as you possibly can or provide such great service that nobody can Which go is to why I think Superior has their lifetime warranty. I think stuff. the big thing to get people in there to buy that nine, ten dollar box of five dollar at Walmart ammo, I think your your customer service needs to be pristine. Yes. I mean absolute I mean Walmart their customer service is not that great. Oh, it's horrible. But their prices make it okay. But when you go into mm-hmm. a shop and you know you're going to pay more for ammo and you get treated like dog boo-boo, it's like <laughs> I, I was trying to refrain from saying shit. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if your customer service isn't there, why why would I want to go to a place where I know I'm going to be treated poorly yeah. and, and spend, spend more money? Yeah, okay. it, just, it doesn't make sense in my mind. And so that's what I think is so perfect about another great segue is so perfect about Jesta Designs <coughs> in was it Jack it was Jacksonville wasn't yeah. It? Jacksonville yeah. yeah in Jacksonville that's the only reason I'd go to Jacksonville is for Jesta Designs mm-hmm. um, and you met the guy right met the absolutely guy absolutely awesome apparently yeah, we all maybe tomatoes too maybe that might tomato. be another reason to go to I don't Jacksonville. know I don't need enough tomatoes to go to Jacksonville for him <laughs> okay yeah. so if you guys want hats or merchandise or tomatoes. You can go to Jacksonville, but I wouldn't waste any more yeah, time. Just yeah, Justin Designs. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, great guy. Jesse Hack, I think, was his name. Yeah. I um, mean, he took. He told us he took over his mom's business. Him and his brother bought it, and he mm-hmm. bought his brother out. I mean, he's he's creating him and his wife, and that's it. And they're creating a great thing. I mean, yeah. the customer service is, is top-notch, and their prices are exemplary. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, they're, they're really they good. They also have a machine shop right next to yes, him. He said, if you do. want anything, if it's made out of metal, they can do it. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, maybe he can gunsmith for us in the future. You know, Well, you, I think he needs licenses for that on top of other machines. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to promote him gunsmithing <laughs> right now. But, but yeah, no, a great, and, and a, a great example of a local business that is taking care of the locals. You yep. know, he's not, yes, his prices are a little higher per item, you know, than you could find online, you know, your base bland item. But what he provides is, you know, like we just ordered a bunch of hats and shirts. Mm -hmm. What he provides is the embroidery or the vinyl work done to the shirts. And so you're going to pay for that where you couldn't find that on the corporate level anywhere. Because we just wanted, we wanted 12 hats. We couldn't have gone through a website and paid the same price. They would have charged us double probably because our order wasn't as big yeah Yeah. and speaking of hats and merchandise guys if y'all are listening follow us on facebook instagram let us know if you guys are interested in buying any merchandise or anything like that hats shirts i mean i'm sure we can get stickers uh just let us kind of fill you out let let us know what you want and uh we can get it ordered yeah yeah yeah, you'll start seeing us we're gonna test the waters a little bit on that see if y'all are even interested yeah. yeah but you'll start seeing us in uh in alpha outdoors gear basically we got some hats made some shirts made up i'm guessing we're probably going to get some stickers made for our trucks yeah i want some stickers i want a big one me too you want one that takes up the whole windshield the whole thing or the whole rear rear window yeah both both right on the (laughs) freaking 
fucking windshield. We'd be like Ricky Bobby and all his sponsorships. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. I wish I could With put the Puma. It in my back of my rear wind, windshield. Yeah. Well, you still yeah. can. It's no, just it dude, doesn't drive. It <laughs> you just you hang it over, tape it to the corners. Tape it. It'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah, but no. So there is benefit in a local business. For sure, you yeah. pay a little more, but you get the customer service. Is, I think as long as the customer work. service is there, I am one hundred percent happy spending a little bit more money to help someone else that lives right down the street yeah. from me. I'm yeah. totally yeah. cool with that. But if the customer service isn't there, I'd rather deal with Walmart. Yeah, cheaper yeah. prices. At, and at least I know service. I know exactly where that box that hundred that hundred round box is going to be. Yep. At. I know every I can time. Grab it and walk right to a register. Yep. I have to freaking check myself out now, <laughs> which pisses me off. Yeah, where's but, my W two? Yeah, from, from Walmart from yeah. checking myself out. Yeah, but I don't know. Still, they might hit you with contract labor and make you have to pay your own taxes oh for checking no. yourself out. That Never mind sad. Walmart. Just leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh hell. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you get a company gets that big, it's it's really hard to manage that. Um, but customer you, service side of it kills me as you know that's what you built it on. That's why you got so many customers coming in. You just do away with what's important. Yeah. Just it drives me crazy. Well, I mean, and it's just like in in almost any aspect of life, you know, especially if you, if you know, if you follow a Christian teaching, you know, if you if you have Jesus' love in your heart, you know, and you you accept it and whatnot, then there's going to be places in your life where you fail and you're not meeting that standard that mm-hmm. you know is there that you should be meeting. And, uh, I mean, and you just have to show that grace to those people who aren't meeting it in other aspects of life as well. Yeah. You know, local business may screw you over. They may not have the best customer service, but you know, we all fall short in other areas as well. You know, can't be too hard. I mean, we could use Buck Gardner, a uh, big shout out to them yeah. for the duck calls and things like that. But I mean, they've blown up and they're in just about everywhere. Academy, <coughs> Walmart, you know, wherever. That's bro. And yeah, I mean, Academy. and they were so polite reaching back to us for, mm-hmm. you know, some sponsorship and stuff like that. I mean, they're huge, but they maintain that customer service. And I mean, yeah. their prices are hard to beat, yeah. honestly. It's just a small company that got big and kept they, on to what they believed in, what they absolutely. started with. They their, hold on their to principles. It, and I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and those principles in every aspect of life are slipping now. You know, we see it in the news every day if you watch the news or if you just walk down the street and have a conversation with somebody that doesn't agree with all of your political outlines, you know, or your religious beliefs or your work performance or anything like that, you know, it's just getting nuts out there. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can just, it just ugh, it gets me going. I can remember. <laughs> Nook and foots. I can remember <laughs> Obama, President Obama saying, former President Obama, thank the Lord, saying <laughs> on national television that the United States is no longer a Christian nation. You know, and that we would no longer um, support Israel, basically. It was it was the gist of, of his announcement. And that just makes no sense. Like That's our, what we were built on. Our guiding principles have been lost over time, you know? Yeah. And it makes no sense. It really doesn't. We're here for the change. Well, you don't, you don't fix something that's not broken. So why change it? I mean, it's... I think there's better ways to do a lot of things. Yeah, well, yeah. and I mean, I, th- I think even today we're still a great nation. Well, I think one of the biggest problems is that most people see the other side and think they're the enemy, but really they're your teammate. Yeah. I mean, you have to work with people and to make things better. And, and once you establish that, that okay, we are <coughs> both trying to make America better, 
we just have different ways of doing it. Well, let's talk that out and figure it out together. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just not that's it's not, not how things case. are done. Yeah. That's not how things are done. It should be, but it's, it's basically a game of who hates who more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is unfortunate that we've made it this far. Yeah. Uh, so next topic we want to get into is field dressing. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do so you do it? Do, or do you? Do do, or it. do you? I don't. I I have I have gutted one deer. Mm-hmm. And field dressed it. Me too. It was with. Uh, your boy Zachary, who's not here, but I had to help him. He shot a trophy buck, beautiful. It's on his Facebook. If you want to go check it out, we'll we'll, we'll post it. Yeah, on I'll, our, I'll get it posted on our Facebook, um, and on on Instagram and stuff. But uh, we had to field dress that, and um, because he he wanted to get it mounted, mm-hmm. and so you had to preserve you know it for a little longer. You can't yeah. clean it a certain type of way. You have to cut out different uh, parts a little differently, and um. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I can do it. It's not like... Did we field dress that one that day? Yeah. I, you were there, remember? We yeah. drove it out to the back on the four-wheeler and, and cut it up. Uh, and you were... Yeah. I had to yeah. do it pretty much by myself. Probably, you were with me. I probably blacked... Well, I was I was still on crutches at that point. You I were. couldn't move around a lot. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. why, yeah. I blacked it out because it was awful. I can't, was, I can't do smells, guys. <laughs> I apologize. There were smells and it was... And so I, we had to do it there to you know preserve have it... Uh, preserve a little longer not spoil but it was um it's so unnecessary now i understand if you're on a long backpacking trip and you have to hang your meat and mm-hmm. you have to that you shoot one on your first day well, it won't be on ice for another three days yeah. there, there's certain ways to go about that well there was there was an episode work. on meat eaters mm-hmm. where they uh trimmed up and cut up that caribou and everybody yeah. had like 90 pounds to carry yeah. back like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, and you know, on, on an animal that big, you know, you have your, your tenderloins are massive. Mm-hmm. You want to get that. Absolutely. Now on a whitetail, there's there's actually ways to do it. Zach taught me mm-hmm. um, that you don't. I've even done have it to on it. all of mine since. Yeah. 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 You know, there's there's ways to go about that, but um, most hunters who hunt whitetail don't grab the tenderloins and stuff like that, and um, they don't get the rib meat. There's it's more effort versus outcome. You know, there's not mm-hmm. very much you get out of it, but. Um, there's also, I mean, there's ways to do all that without gutting and, but on an animal that big, I understand you want to get more of that. Man, that, that, that bug he got, he, it had so much meat. I mean, it was, it was skin, meat, fat, more meat. Yeah. And then bone. And I was just like, and he kept cutting away and there was more meat there. I'm like, yeah, it was thick. Oh my gosh. Dude, Triple C's. deer was huge. Yeah. Or buck. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah. Lots and lots was of it like meat. sixteen points, something like that. Scored. That I mean, was a big old deer. It yeah. scored ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was now the score. I don't remember who scored it. It wasn't like um, what's that big score? One seventy, I think is. I think it was one sixty something, but I'm talking about like the, the 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 people who score. It wasn't um, Boone and Crockett. It wasn't Boone and Crockett scored. I don't remember who scored it. His brother. Oh, okay. Well, then it was completely yeah. <laughs> unofficial. So, but, but uh, it rounded out. They, they, they. If they did it, they knew how to do it, or they did mm-hmm. a lot of research. Well, and there's, there's a way. There's an app to do it. I want to say it was like one sixty. It was one fifty nine, one sixty something. It was up there. I yeah. mean, he was. It, it was, was a nice a, buck. And also, a, to our a, area, you have to understand East Texas. You get big bucks, but you don't get that big of bucks. No. So it was, it was, it was incredible. It was an incredible. Yeah, there, year there's an app. I have to get with Zach um, when we have him on next. We'll ask him about it, but. You type in, you do all your measurements and stuff, and you type everything in, and it just gives you a score, and it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it was very efficient. Yeah, but uh, but to field dressing, there's a whole other aspect to it <clears throat> that it's not just if you want to do it or not, or convenience or anything. When I hunted in Lano County this year, 
um, the one of the guy one of the <clears throat> um, processors out there demands that you bring it in gutted, all the meat still on it with the hide. You have to field dress your deer for him to process it for you. So they could charge more. It really wasn't too much more. I mean, it's a hundred bucks flat to get your deer done which is a pretty decent price but if you think about it our, our guy does it for 60 i know i know he does so that's yeah. another 40 dollars just to skin it and quarter it up yeah but he just won't take them quartered like he's just i bet that's why i bet it so they could charge more i'm sure that's an aspect I mean, think about of how it, much yeah. less work it is if you take it quartered and skinned yeah but i mean if you're in an area where the only processor within 50 miles they got requires that. it then yeah then that's what you've got to so do. Do it well, yourself. That, yeah, do it yourself. Yeah. So do it yourself or take it to him. You got a little money up front, go buy the stuff, and just do it yourself. And yeah. maybe we just did it very inefficiently because that was the first time I had uh, uh, gutted a buck. And so maybe there's a super easy way to do it. I just don't know how that easy way is. Yeah. But it's not easier than the way I do it now. I mean, without, I know you, without gutting. I know you hang them by the neck, you know, and gut them that way. Is it all fall out or something? I yeah. Know. But I don't. I would love to see it done proper. A good you know? way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so let's get in, get into uh, how much of your deer do you donate to others. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before that, we got to tell about how we process our deer. Oh, yeah. We just oh, said yeah. we, didn't, we didn't gut them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so we take them, we, yeah, we take them back. Uh, we quarter them is how we do it. Yeah, I hang them by the hind legs mm-hmm. and then work the skin down. And if you, you just completely ignore the torso. Mm-hmm. And and you just leave that torso and neck all in one piece, and you quarter them up as you hang them. And when you cut that last rear quarter off, you just carry the torso it off. It just drops into a bucket. You wheel them up on the four wheeler, dump them in the pasture, and Wait, go on a, about your day. There's a different day. way to do it. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Gutting. Oh, <laughs> I've only done it one way. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. There's plenty of different ways. You know, you can you hang can, them by the neck. A lot of people hang them by the neck. I think. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard plenty of older people telling me that they hang them by the neck. Yeah. And didn't your dad used to do it that way? He's done it along certain times before yeah. he got that uh, basically thick hanger that just goes in there. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to buy those to hang up my jackets and stuff because they're yeah. massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely think it's like an older style to, to do it by the neck. Well, dude, know? I remember we used to go to the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And what is that? That's that lease you had with all the guys from the church, right? Yeah, I have no clue where it's at. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But we would, uh, they used to have an old swing set that they would put it on. Mm-hmm. And they would hang it. <laughs> I could just, I'm just imagining my kids walking outside. And <laughs> looking, like a, looking like a big A frame swing set? Yeah, oh big old goodness. metal. You remember You remember the color scheme, the white and that teal ish uh-huh. blue? Yeah, yeah old, old school stuff. Um, but they would hang them from that. And they would pull. They'd hang them by the hands, and they pull it past the by the past the ass. Yeah, and they and the ass, and they would Mm -hmm. uh, get a rock, and they'd they'd put a rock on the inside of the hide, get a toe strap, and tie it around that rock real hard. Hook it to their pickup trucks, and all the guys would hold the A-frame swing set, and he'd just drive off in one solid pull, just pull all the skin off. Why don't we do that? We definitely can. Yeah, we could just hook it right to the four wheeler and yeah. just drive it off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe not, not that, that four wheeler. Yeah, right? Not that specific one. <laughs> right. But Maybe John would let us use the We could use Chance's truck. Oh. I'm going to get a new one. Yeah. I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad, bad to the bone. Bad butt. 
Bad, bad butt. Bad, that's a bad old butt truck there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I find that to be the easiest way to 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 address them, though. You know, it's, it's so just, simple. Just hang them by those lines. <laughs> and there and, are ways to get the uh, tenderloin out, and you can cut them between the ribs, but I, yeah. I don't think it's worth the time on it. I mean, either. okay, so maybe this is definitely worth then. A video of how you process of how we process our deer. Ooh, I don't know if we could post that. We could post it to our website or something. Yeah, we'll get that yeah, running. yeah. We I don't can, know if Facebook would let it. Facebook, I don't think. I think YouTube would let you do it because there's that guy on YouTube that has like yeah. the quickest if it's informational. Yeah. yeah, you can. I think, but yeah, y'all want to go for a world record and maybe try to do the do world it. record is it's like what? 58 seconds or something. It's it's a little longer than that. I think it's like I think it's like a minute and a half. Okay, a minute and a half. Sorry, yeah, that's insane. It's quick. I have no doubt we could do it faster now. No, there's you no just way. have you have to have the world's sharpest knives to make it work. Like sharp. I think he used if, an electric if we, knife. We pull it he off. Did. If yeah. we pull the hide off, and Elliot's cutting as we go, there's no way we can yeah. beat that. We can try. <laughs> I mean, there's ways that we can't beat it like every way, but yeah. one maybe. But nah. there's no, I don't. I don't I think so. I I can. It. If I'm just constantly working at a deer, I can get it cleaned in thirty minutes. And that's quartered, in a cooler, washed Clean, off, everything. Ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So am I just stripping the skin off? I mean, but normally no I take like an hour just because I'm talking and having a good time. Yeah. Drinking but a brewski. Drinking a brewski. Yep. Um, what was our other one? You, you mentioned it right before I that. Donate yeah. your deer. How much do you donate to others? Mm. Well, what percentage do I donate? Well, it depends. What are we considering others like? Family Any, members. Anybody oh, that yeah. didn't use a tag for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and probably half of what I harvest most years. So you think like fifty yeah. percent? Yeah, I would say. You know, I mean, it's, especially my like my current living situation. You know, I still live with my mom, and so hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was I that? I love your mother. She's awesome. She's sweet. She's great. Yeah. Hi, Susan. So, Hi, uh, Susan. Hey, Mama. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, we just kind of use the deer meat as we go throughout the yeah. year. You know, and so <laughs> on average, how many deer do you get a season? Two, I would say. How many average. do you want to get a season? I mean, I would love to fill my tags, you yeah. know, especially in Burnet, where like that's an it's an issue. Yeah, it's an issue when you don't fill your tags. Not it's if just, you shoot like Zach does, boy. But you get them, boy. You get them. And he so, filled his tags for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I would With two months left in the season, basically. Yeah. yeah, I would say not being a wildlife biologist and not knowing like the true nature of whitetail throughout the years that to fill your tags is the ethical thing to do if you can. Like you are not exceeding any ethical limit mm-hmm. when you fill your tags. I I would say at at the point you can't use the meat would be the unethical point. Oh not yeah, but you're tags. Go, but you're going to use it, you know. Well, yeah, okay, but, I guess like I know everyone. I know I'm going to yeah. use it. Well, just to, think you fill yeah. your tags, you can't use all the meat at that point. You could donate more. Yes. Give more to others you yes. know, that don't go hunting and things like that. No, I think no. there's there's benefits to both. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would say I'd be close to 50. I think a little less because me and Ashley eat a lot of deer meat. Yeah. I what, mean, two last you a year, right? Uh, uh, yeah. One and a half Basically. to two will yeah. last a year. Yeah. Yeah. So and you I, give a little bit to your mom and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I gave so. her a lot this year. I gave her about 50, almost half of it this year. Did you really? Yeah, she wanted a bunch of deer meat for Christmas, so I just gave her a bunch. But, um, so yeah, we might, we ended up 
running out. So we'll see. Yeah, have to get I, I average less than a deer a year. So yeah. Y'all like eat it a lot when you have it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we don't go buy ground meat. We just Until you use up your deer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I guarantee right. you, I probably still got 20 pounds in the freezer. Unless at least. I'm making burgers. Mm-hmm. I, if you want to make burgers, mix it 50 50. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it. With some mayo to hold it together. Except, or, or an egg. I don't do quite 50 50. I do like a 45 deer, 45 beef, and 10 Italian sausage. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. So or when turkey, are we, or turkey. Are we eating at your house? I mean, yeah. When, when at least we'll do it this week for okay, sure. Cool. Now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. off Monday and Friday. But Friday, then but I work good. mornings, so it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <gasps> Ch- chances off. So, uh, no, I'm not. I go back Tuesday. Thought you were taking your ten days. Mm-mm. Oh, so now you're lying Doctor to us too. Me, nope, never said that. Yeah. Doctor gave me uh, three days off. Elliot, what did he tell us the other night? Ten days, right? Mm, I don't know about ten days. No, he said ten days. I don't remember ten. I thought he was going to get at least a week. I thought I was going to get a week, but then he I, told I'd me. I said a week. Yeah, but he told me. I, that they it was they like forgot days. to give me a doctor's note, so when I went and picked it up, gave me oh. three days. Okay, but I got um I got a follow up appointment tomorrow. Make sure there's no internal bleeding somewhere. <laughs> this was a massive car crash. It really was. So show our viewers just your hematoma on the side of your head, real quick. <laughs> you see that? Yeah, I'm a massive bruise on the side of my head. It. It's beautiful. Head on, but that's just the smallest not, portion of it too. Yeah. I mean, it stretches. Yeah, it's all way back on your scalp. Yeah, but the, I mean, head on at seventy is not survivable normally. Not after flipping four to five times, and you're just waiting on the jaws of life to get you out. <laughs> yeah, get this. And then they don't. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Don't mention the the county volunteer firefighter's name. Okay, I don't know his name, or not his name. The but county's just name. The, we'll yeah, just call him Dean. I was on sixty four. So you can guess if you want. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between Tyler and Kenton. Leaving Buffalo Creek Shooting Club. Yeah. Okay. There we right, go. There we it. go. That's Anyways, nice. they're volunteers. God bless them. They didn't help worth a shit. Anyways, I'm laying there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying there. I I, I got out of my roof seat. I'm laying truck. on the roof of yeah. my truck because I'm still upside down. And I'm trapped. In. The doors won't open. Um, and, you know, I wiggle my feet, wiggle my toes. Everything's fine. I'm not bleeding from anywhere. Um, and I hear, all right, go get the jaws. Once, you know, about 15 minutes go by, the fire department gets there, 15, 20 minutes. I'm just, you know, laying in my truck, you know, not moving because the glass hurts or whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and and he says, all right, go get the jaws. We're going to cut them out. And they're like, well, maybe he can crawl out the back. It might be easier than cutting all this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, nah, there's no way I can crawl up because my truck is, like, leaning towards the hood side. So I'd have to crawl Upwards. Oh, now. My orientation was all kinds of messed up. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. So I hear, all right, go get the jaws. And he he gets them, and I hear, shit, they're dead. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, the jaws someone, of life were dead. Someone does not use their time wisely. Yeah, All that downtime, and you couldn't charge up possibly the l- most life-saving device in your station. I, I just... It was very, very disappointing. It was very upsetting. Yeah. Anyways, so, maybe if they got paid more and weren't uh, so. So listen, these guys decide that my only way out is to bust out my rear window and me to crawl out. So they go to busting it, and I'm like, I'm looking around, and I'm like, okay. So I'm I'm on the roof of the passenger side, and I'm like, okay, I can I can make it to the driver's side window. They had just busted it out earlier, checking if I was okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so I start crawling over there, and I, I crawl out, and there's one lady next to me. 
you know, help me out. And I look over, and all these, <laughs> and all these uh, older gentlemen firefighters, you know, bunch of tryhards, are sitting there looking with the flashlight. And I'm like, guys, I'm over here. And like, oh, oh, they walk over to me, get me in a neck brace. Like You're I just crawled, crawled out. out. Yeah, yeah I'd, I just crawled out without them, you know, paying attention. They wouldn't listen to me at all. I was like, hello, hello. No, they just ignoring me. I guess I thought I was dead. I don't know. Yeah. But you made it out. Yep. Okay. Minimal injury. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Blessed for sure. Blessed. For sure, yeah. Why hmm. do we end up talking about that again? I don't know. We were talking about donating deer, but yeah. Dalton, okay, so Dalton, how much deer do you donate? So I currently, my current living situation is I live on like a little compound, I guess you could say. Um, my mother-in-law lives. She lives around know, a bunch of family. Yeah, so my wife's family. Um, mother-in-law lives right next door, and brother-in-law's on the other side. And uh, I mean, somebody wants it, come get it. Basically, yeah. I mean, I when I got home after cleaning and everything, I took some over to my brother-in-law. And I think my mother-in-law's had a little bit, but I mean, I encourage them. If you need anything, come get it. Yeah, and I know you always host. You know, us coming over and yeah. whatnot, and you're cooking up deer or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think I think as a true sportsman in deer hunting, you have a responsibility to take care of those around you the best you can with what mm-hmm. you bring home, you know? Yeah. And so if that means, you know, me at the house cooking up with, with my mom, with my family, then, then that's good. Or you cooking up for your family, providing some for them, and you taking care of your mom who doesn't go out and hunt, you know? I think that's, I think that's a whole half of, sportsmanship is just taking care of those around you with what you what you get yeah and there's something there's something different about eating something that you took the time and the preparation to go out and harvest there's something different about that being able to not only provide for you but for other people that aren't interested in that yeah you know but but still providing for them is really yeah. something on a spiritual level almost it, it really i mean there is a true spiritual side to it you can go back to the very beginning of the bible and what was what were adam and eve tasked with and that was caring for the land and the animals yeah that was it naming them and caring for them you know and it's god provides everything for the care of it you know all the money that we spend going into hunting god's provided that money to us yeah all the effort that we have, the drive, the personal motivation, God's provided that to us. and we've The life. The life. Yeah. Provided the life. He did. Yeah. yeah. It's all provided for us, you know, and yeah. it's it's our duty to give back and to care for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what about those that, you mentioned those that, like, aren't interested in, in hunting, you know, because that's just one side of animal and land conservation is the hunting aspect of it. What makes it so addicting to you? to do it or what's the appeal in it so you mean other than the conservation side yeah i mean it? other than the conservation side what what gets you out there when it's what what get what wakes you up at 4 a.m when it's 30 degrees outside chances iphone well, yes for sure <laughs> <laughs> iphones are great inventions yeah but it's 30 degrees outside and you're tired and you've got one cup of coffee in you but you've got to get up to the deer stand an hour and a half before daylight you know what what makes you do that for me honestly it's the ability to be able to provide to those like you said around me mm-hmm. in the fellowship i mean it's yeah. just so much fun to get yeah. out there and do it i mean regardless if you're cranky tired not enough coffee whatever it is i mean 
we have such a great time going out and hunting together. So would you hunt by yourself? No. Really? I don't think I would. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, it's, it's a big factor for me. Yeah. yeah. This was kind of my, I guess, last deer season. Not this past one, this in 2020, but 2019. You know, I went out once by myself to hunt. And it wasn't near as interesting as going out with people. Yeah. But this past deer season, 2020, I hunted by myself for like three days before y'all joined me over Thanksgiving. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. You know, and it was missing that fellowship aspect of it, you know. But I still enjoyed, I still enjoyed doing it. And when I shot my deer and I sent you all those pictures, you know, and you were so excited, you know, it was like y'all were there with me, yeah. you know. And so... Maybe you have to experience the fellowship to be interested in the solo hunt. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'll have I, to try it one day. Because I hunted a lot, you know, after the divorce by myself because I just didn't have anyone to go. I took friends mm-hmm. every once in a while, but um, I, I feel like it's much, there's there's a lot less distractions and mm-hmm. it's much more intentional that you know what you're doing. Um, because like, it's not just, because you, you, I mean, it's still a good time, but it's not, that fellowship is gone. It's not there. You know, y'all are always with me in spirit, but it's, you're missing that. Mm-hmm. You're missing that, uh, face to face with other people at that time. So you're really intentional on, okay, I am going out hunting. I'm going to, um, shoot this and I'm going to harvest it and for my family. And so that's much more on my mind, at least when I'm on a solo hunt. Yeah. See, I went solo hunting back when uh, your dad was with us at one time when I got my first buck. And I sat in a blind by myself. And, I mean, I might have missed the fellowship a little bit. I don't remember, but I drank way too much. Okay. <laughs> um, I had two doe walk up on me within 15, <coughs> 20 yards, and I, I just I drank too much. Did you shoot? Yes. You missed? Was, was I looking down the scope? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> But I did run them back towards you guys. <laughs> yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It just, it wasn't, I mean, I don't know. I was watching Facebook and whatever else. And <coughs> I was like eight, nine beers in, sitting in a little blind oh my goodness. by myself. So. What did they do before phones and the deer blind? Sudoku or, or what? Magazines. Magazines. That sounds loud. Crossword puzzles. They probably just sat there. Just staring. What men? <laughs> Seriously, I wish I, I was that man. Uh, <laughs> I have no patience at all. So I just, uh, I can. I what heard was, that. What was that? Did y'all? Elliot's I'm sorry. I was frog. I was hoping that with the earphones, <laughs> the headphones on, y'all wouldn't hear it. Uh, it definitely came through one of our mics. Anyways, there. I feel I can definitely sit there for a solid hour without my phone, and just for an hour, for about an hour. Yeah. I don't know if if I could. If I didn't have my phone, I'd probably, I don't think I'd miss it. Yeah. Especially when I'm in that environment. I, I, I much prefer looking at the nature, you know, when uh, observing that. Yeah. I, I could agree with you. I think my phone would be a distraction to me, most likely, you know. But we're also very comfortable hunting in Burnet out of the stand looking at that feeder. You know, I think it would be totally different. Like, so... So it'd be okay to like peek down at your phone, you know, for a quick minute, you know, answer a text or whatever it may be. But if we were on like a hiking, a hiked hunt in Montana, you know, you're not going to look at your phone. Oh, yeah. no. You're going to be taking in everything around you. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that immediately removes that distraction. And I think mm-hmm. there's a very large privilege to us hunting together when we're all on and off our phones. I'd be willing to bet we've never missed a deer. That's oh, because like rotating eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. when y'all are looking down, I'll look up, and you know, and mm-hmm. it just—it's weird how it works out that we are never looking at the same time. Somebody always catches something. But yeah. have you ever us. noticed it's always right when you look up from your phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see something. It's just. It's a, all right, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Instagram. Ha ha ha. Here's a buck. Here's a deer. Here's a deer. Yeah. Yep. I mean that that doe Tap I got your this buddy last, on the leg uh-huh. and shoot. the the doe I got this last time. It's like I was scrolling through my phone and I look up and there's a doe. And I'm like, I think there was two. Yeah, there was a much smaller one, and I, I shot at the bigger of the two. But it was just a matter of I looked up and I slap Elliot on the leg. Was, was it Elliot? You were in the I middle, think it right? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just in the slapping him. Doe, doe. So I pull up the binos. You popped yeah. out your gun and yeah. Long Dude. story short, she made it. 60, 75 yards maybe. Yeah. I never hunted with talk, binoculars. You can talk about those real quick. Yeah. But <laughs> I bought some Vortex binoculars and I love them. Yeah. I love I want to get the $3,500 pair. Oh, the Razor. Oh, yeah, the Razor. Or the, or the Vortex, if you're listening, three $3,500 pair of binoculars. Yeah, right uh, or at least one. You. At least one. At least one. Uh, or just a, send us anything. I don't care. I mean, if I but, spend thirty five hundred dollars on a set of binoculars, it better shoot the deer for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just gonna say. But I, yeah, I, I, I've never. Dad always loved binoculars, hunting with them. Um, but I, I never hunted with them, and I, it's so much of an advantage. I guess depending on what scope you're using, but even then, you have to pick up your gun and it could thud on something. But <clears throat> with binoculars on your chest, man. It's like, and, and you can spot. So when Elliot shot yeah. his buck, you know, he did shoot it. It did hit the ground. It did bleed. It didn't sure. We couldn't find it. Solid minute. Solid minute. On I should have taken pictures of the damn Oh, it's because you were using doe bullets. That's all. Oh, doe yeah. bullets. The yeah. doe bullets, which yeah. I bought. I found some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. And, and so just being able to scout and spot, be a spotter for the shooter is, is yeah. I love it. Because we, we used to not, or we both have our guns up and. One of us smacking on the top of the stand or something. We're just looking at the deer and burning our stupid. Yeah, it's much more efficient (laughs) to use binos. Yep. But I could also see them, if you're on a solo hunt, they could be a disadvantage to you. Explain. Okay, so you see a a deer, you know, doe, buck, whatever it may be. You decide to pull your binoculars up. You're looking at it. And then all of a sudden it decides to walk away. At I that moment, you don't have your gun up because you're looking through binoculars. Mm. You know, granted, binoculars are a quick look to make sure it's a legal deer to shoot, you know, and it's what you want. But that split second could be the difference in bringing So do that you think down. they're enough of a disadvantage to not use them? I don't know. I haven't solo hunted with binoculars, so I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't give a definitive. I would say that they, they probably do bring more benefit than, you know, difficulty though yeah i'm more on the no binoculars use a scope really yeah prop it up i guess what i, I guess but do you remember when you were using your scope or even mine and i have a, a louis pulled on there but um we it was hard to see early but when yeah. i pulled those binos up yeah it was like lit up yeah. you could see everything with them i know that that buck i shot in lano county um i i thought i was looking at like 10 11 12 point buck and when i got up to it it was a nine you know and so my scope had me at a disadvantage at that moment yeah. you know whereas if i had binoculars i don't know i might have seen 
more clearly and precise exactly what it was. And that could that could just that might not be like a scope versus binocular. It could just be a quality issue. Could be. Yeah. Like maybe like that Louisville's old school scope. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just not with the technology. You know. Yeah. Which is, it, I think it's sure probably the, huge I factor. think that's probably the 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 issue. Yeah, I just need a better scope. But the, I don't know. That's scopes are expensive. Yeah. Those loopholes are nice. Well, and I would say on a so on a solo hunt, which is where where I would see the distinction in it being between binoculars or scope, is set your damn rifle up on the edge of the blind. Just yeah. have it sitting there. At the very least, the deer would get used to seeing the rifle. They wouldn't get freaked out with you moving around a bunch in the stand. Yeah. Pull your binoculars up real quick. Move your rifle over, and then look through the scope. You know, you're solid right there. Yeah. And we have that advantage. We can do that in the blind that we hunt in. Yes, we have a, It's a pretty big blind. It's it's tough with three of us in there, but we're is. building another one this spring. Yeah, so we should definitely yep. need to do that. Yeah, you can definitely probably check out videos and some footage of that. You know, through our build. And oh yeah, we'll we're post pictures be, of what it looks like at the end. We're gonna be filming that for sure. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What else is on that thing? I think we've pretty much touched everything. Um, I do have one thing, though, and I just want to say I. you were wrong and I was right. Yeah. About what? Um, the you missed 100% of the shots you don't take was never Babe Ruth. I never said it was Babe Ruth. Oh, no. Y'all were big into Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. It was Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Originally. Hall of Fame. NHL player, yeah. Um, but Michael Jordan did say it as well. I don't think I said Babe Ruth said it, but that was just one of Babe Ruth's biggest things. It, is he, that he, he was also he was. I never said he said it. I was just saying that he also had the number one strikeouts, but nobody really remembers the strikeouts. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Babe Ruth said you miss a hundred percent of the balls you don't swing at. I could be wrong there, but that would make more sense towards a baseball yeah. mindset. I don't know. I just know that he had the most strikeouts too. He did, but also the most home runs. Yeah. For a little while, or the yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any, he didn't have the record anymore. I don't know. I had to look it up. Hmm. What do you think about all the years that have passed? I'm sure somebody technology, oh, yeah, aluminum bats, steroids. <laughs> they don't oh, they use no aluminum use anymore. Right? That's right. Yeah. They still use wooden. Yeah, yeah. You have to because I guess I guess aluminum would be at such an advantage. Oh Everybody would hit it out of the park. How yeah. crazy is that? I guess because that sport, baseball is an old sport, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, very, so very old. America's pastime. So instead of improving the size of the stadium <laughs> or the stuff like that, they just give them make it harder on the players instead of changing the game. Yep. It's kind of cool. But if you think about a baseball stadium nowadays it could cost fifty million dollars, you know. Whereas a bat whereas a <laughs> bat a lot costs cheaper. a few hundred. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> Cause I bet the all the issues they ran into with that, you know, as the technology grew how it was getting easier and i guess you can kind of compare that to the hunting industry i want to say they used aluminum bats for a little while and then got away from them very quickly yeah they yeah. probably just saw such a disadvantage to the fielders well it was just every point, hit was know? a home run yeah yeah i remember if everybody's hitting the fence you know someone who bats a, a hundred or a thousand you know is getting yep. the fence you know that's just not quite right but instead of changing the fence they just changed what they were hitting them with that's yeah. funny yeah, but Very yeah, you, I think I think you're right. It could directly transition into you know the hunting industry, whereas you know you used to hunt with a black powder rifle. That's what you did, mm-hmm. and so you basically or really it started bow and arrow or bow and arrow. Yeah, at the very at, original. before that spear. 
Yeah, before that, just rock. a knife. A rock. <laughs> rock. You just had to hope that you... You just didn't. had to ugga dugga that deer. <laughs> before that, you're running deer down out of trees, choking them out. Yeah, I mean, just dropping down on them like... Uh, that'd be a cool video Rambo with a Bowie knife. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and so there you get is the technology um, almost too much of an advantage for the sport, mm-hmm. right? So like hunting with a suppressor. Is that too much of an advantage for the hunter? You get to take three shots versus one, and the deer Oof. stands there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm which kinda, is legal. I'm on the fence either way, really. I, I mean, say, if you, I say to each their own. Mm-hmm. You feel the need necessary. as long as you're you stay within the bag limits and the caliber size. And I mean, yeah. and I would say as long as your mindset around it is I'm hunting for trophy, then I think then I think it's fair to use everything at your advantage at your disposal you know well here's something that's really interesting Mm -hmm. hunting for trophies is what saved the deer population why do you say that okay that's what saves the deer population oh people just trophy hunt versus just fill their tags Mm -hmm. because because back in the day when um i said that earlier what's that crocky uh crockett david crockett david crockett and the other guy. Jim Bowie? Bo- Bowie. Bo- Bowie Crockett. Bowie, Bowie Crockett. Bowie Crockett. <laughs> that's the... That, that's a, David Bowie? David, David, David Bowie. Bowie. No, David it's, Bowie. it's Boone and Crockett. Boone and Crockett. Boone and Crockett. <laughs> and they're the people who <laughs> who really... Uh, they're the people you want to size your deer. If you get a if you get a Boone and Crockett buck, you did something good. They have like all the legendary deer sizing people is Boone and Crockett. Yeah. Um, but, like, they started that in order to preserve the deer population. When, when when people said, oh, it's much cooler to get a big buck than it is shoot these little bucks. Yeah. This is David Bowie, by the way. Yeah, it's David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that That's what saved the population is that they weren't hitting these non-mature, they weren't shooting these non-mature deer. You know, they were shooting mm. these bigger bucks. And that's, uh, now technically the bucks in East Texas, you know, if they're legal, they're not necessarily a trophy. That's true. But compared to back in the day, a, a bigger buck like that is a trophy. So that's what's saving the population is just not getting just out of the um, meat aspect of it, but also the conservation of it. It, it, hmm. it is it is technically a trophy after it's a certain size, but you know that's also helping the population. I never know? thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. interesting hmm. way to think about it. I think that was on Stephen Ronella's podcast. Go check him out. He's a good podcast. It's always so informational. Yeah. And I loved his show, Meat Eaters on Netflix. It's yep. great. I still go back and watch episodes from time yeah. to time just for <laughs> Me fun. Me too. Mm-hmm. I love it. I loved that one where he went traveling up the Amazon on like a two-week trip. Mm. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, my God. It's a it's a three three episodes of, oh, him, wow. of him traveling with a guide, a local. Yeah. Like all the way up. I think it was the Amazon. Did y'all watch the one where he was hunting ram and they ended up never getting anything? Yeah. I loved that one, man. The terrain was so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was a it was a doll sheep. Yeah. It was a doll sheep, yeah. Yeah. And I mean with with those, you know, sheep and rams and whatnot, you know, you have to kill them before their horns start growing back into themselves. Yeah. So it's mm. dangerous for them. So I mean Well it's gonna it kill has them to make a, Yeah, so it has to make a full circle before you can get them. But at the same time, you need to get them before it. Yeah, that is that is the law. It has you have they have to start coming back around. Mm-hmm. They have really. to make a full circle and they start looping back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
I liked the uh, Neil guy episode. I want to shoot me a Neil guy. A Neil guy? A Neil guy? What's that? Look it up, man. They're cool. They're cool animals. Any aisle? Yeah. Look like something out of Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Real weird <clears throat> shaped body. Yeah. Small heads. Interesting. Yeah, he'll look it up. They're they're yeah. really interesting looking, huh. but they're they're uh, I think they're exotics here in Texas. That's cool looking. Uh, I like that. The viewers, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're exotics here in Texas. You can hunt them whenever, wherever, hmm. with yeah. whatever. Oh, you know, I was actually thinking <clears throat> one of my. Uh, There's oh, also, also another Neil guy. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> cool. Name. Yeah, I also want to shoot a dink dink. A dink dink. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they can hunt those, but I want one. <laughs> oh, that's something we can talk about our hunts. Dink. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like, it's super cool to watch people go on these hunts that, you know, they've saved up a lifetime to go do this, or it's just, it's just their dream, and so that's what they go inside to do. And I know this year, I've never been duck hunting. Yeah. Or dove hunting. I've never done any bird hunting, actually. You haven't hunted dove? No, I haven't. And so, Oh, my goodness. And so I know this year, I want to hunt duck for sure in the next season in the fall. Yeah. And then I would love, dove is a spring bird, isn't it? Or summer bird? Uh, I think there's a spring season yeah. as well. Uh, I would I would love, love to do some bird hunting this year. Yeah, well, we'll Zach has a great place to go dove hunting. Dove, dove hunting, I will say, is, is, is a lot of fun. I yeah. loved it. It's, it's so much different. If you've never bird hunted, it's a social hunt. Um, any any bird hunting really, except for turkey. Turkey's not, but um, it, it's a it's a social hunt. So, like, deer hunting, it'd be quiet, can't talk, I'd be still... D- duck hunting, dove hunting, man, move around, talk, fight, everything. Yeah. And it's, uh, we haven't fought before. We haven't, but you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> we won't scare the birds off. Yeah. What about you, Dalton? What do you, what do you want to hunt? Are we year? central, north, or south? Central, or no, we're east, but. That's the three you get, buddy. North, I think central, central, I think we're central. Central then. So it'll be September 1st to November 1st, and then December 18th through January 14th. Okay. Oh, it's dove season right now. Oh. It was, we just left it, but Dang it. it was very recently done. Where'd we leave it? January 14th. Oh. Um, my ideal, what I want to hunt the most, is has got to be alligator. Yeah. I think it's just the coolest thing. I mean, they're so vicious. They're super cool. And they're so, yes, they're so dangerous. I mean, one wrong move and you're coming back without an arm, fingers, hands, you know, whatever. I mean, I just, I, the adrenaline. Is what I want. Yeah, that's true. Those people on uh, what's that TV show where they go out and hunt the gators? Oh, I don't remember what it's called. Um, well, whatever it is, man, they drop those chicken thighs into the water, mm-hmm. you know, and pull, and they're, they're sitting there tugging on that string while the gator's on the other end of it. You know, that gator at any moment could just snap up out of the water mm-hmm. and take an arm off. You so, know? I don't understand how Smith County has an alligator season, but it's April first through June thirtieth. Okay. Well, we're right definitely going to investigate that. How do you hunt a gator? In, oh, I guess, I mean, are there gators around? Well, hell, uh, Lake Tyler had gators on it a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah, so, I'm hell sure there. Someone to flush a pet gator? Do what? Someone, I mean, that's what, that's what I, I don't know, but. <laughs> I mean, they come out so big, how, how does it fit in the toilet? I don't know. <laughs> well, they don't come out that big. I don't know. Yeah, you should see what I dropped cajone. down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know how big your cojones have to be to drown an alligator in the toilet? I mean, it's just like, get it now. <laughs> Gator? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely check out gator season yeah. there. In I, County, I think man. there's a thing. You can only kill them on public land if you've got a tag or something. You have to. You have to own waterfront property. 
because you, it can, they can be killed on public land, but there's there's you have a, to take it out on private land. Very specific. Well, there, oh. there's one way to get it on public land, but it's you have to apply for a tag, and only so many people get it every year. Okay, yeah. And you only get one. It's like moose hunting up in yeah. the north. Yeah, I got you. But here, I don't think there's a bag limit as far as private land. Oh my god. What? There's a falconry season for dove. <laughs> I, could you imagine sicking a falcon <laughs> after? Go get him on a dove. <laughs> it's uh, got November like November twentieth through June, uh, uh, December sixth. Yeah, he's gonna eat the first three or four for sure. Yeah. Daily bag limit is three in the. I'm not good at reading. What is that word? Three in the what? Three in the aggregate. Okay, that's what I thought. What is an aggregate? I don't know. It sounds like a parcel of land, though, is what I would imagine it is. Three in the three and one little parcel of land. Like you can't transfer over properties or something like that. Send a falcon after a dove. Oh, probably like you can't send them over property lines. Is what I'm guessing. Yeah. No. Let's see. Aggregate a whole formed by combining several elements. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Probably not the context we're wanting. Just a yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Three, I imagine three you're in right an aggregate, though. though. Three yeah. in the aggregate. Yeah. 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 I'm um, guessing it's just a culmination of a piece, small piece of property. Oh, my God. You know, a, I know I said I'd do research on falconry, but I'm going to do it. We'll talk about it next time. I'm okay. going to do hardcore research on some falcons. Okay. So, what do you want to hunt this year then? I want to go deep sea fishing. I think we've talked about okay, it on the podcast yeah. before. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I want to go deep sea fishing. Haven't done it. I'm going to do that for sure outside of, out of, out of Matagorda. Yeah. I want to do it. I think it'd be really fun. Um, something that's not fishing. I want to hunt some quail. I think quail hunting would be fun, but that'd be a lot of travel because there's not really good quail hunting around here. Okay. Hmm. Some type of pheasant would be fun. Some pheasant. Your sage grouse. You want to go snipe hunting tomorrow? There is a snipe season. We can go right now. <laughs> we could. After the podcast, guys, we're going snipe hunting. We're doing it. See if we can find <laughs> any in the driveway. Let's see. Snipe season. Common snipe. Uh, statewide, November seventh through February twenty first. Wow! Yeah, we're still in season to go snipe hunting. All right, let's do it then. Yeah, right after this. Right after. Let's do it. <laughs> Eight birds is the daily bag. Hmm. One and a oh, you can only hunt an hour and a half before sunrise to sunset. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's not that's that's good. I okay. thought it, I thought it meant you have an hour and a half and a day to hunt. Okay, no. yeah, that'd be that'd be very fun to go hunt that. Yeah, I gotta go TT. Okay, okay. Enjoy your TT. Right, I think we're gonna sign off pretty soon. So yeah, make it quick, Buttercup. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah me no. and you. What's up? Yeah, just hitting up some of those cool hunts. That'd be that'd be awesome, man. I yeah, because I think one of our if that's our passion and that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to build a business upon. Then we can't put our passions on the back burner. No, no. I mean, and, and our main goal is to is to give people that passion and to help them experience it. But we can't forget about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, and even if like that, if because that's our main goal, you know, the more different types of things we hunt, the different seasons we get into, you know, our passions grow and they're build and they show to those people, and we can we can bring those to those people more. Yeah, more so the more passionate we are about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where this thing goes and. Um, y'all give us a follow on social media, man. Mm-hmm. We're trying to grow it. Instagram would be a big help. It's hard to grow people on Instagram. It is, yeah. And you can hit us up 
Instagram and Facebook at Alpha Outdoors or Alpha Outdoors 20, maybe like our handle or something like that. Yeah. But, but our company's called Alpha Outdoors. You can search us up. We got a pretty cool logo on there. It's a big white background with a, with a bunch of black trees and some, some ducky ducks. Some cool ducky ducks. It says Alpha Outdoors. And, uh, <clears throat> and of course, our motto, you know, where the legacy begins, you know, and that's us. It's It began with us, and we just want to – we want to give that to other people where they can carry that into their families and well, throughout begins, the rest of their lives. It begins lives. with the outdoors, man. But yeah. Hunting. Yeah. And uh, our fathers gave us, or my father gave me that passion, and, you know, I just want to pass it on to people. Yeah. It's not about me, you know, it's about everybody else. Yeah, you definitely passed it on to me. Welcome back. How was your TT? It was a TT. Awesome. Very nice, yeah. All right. All right, so, uh, yeah, anything you want to say, Dalton? As we head out, yeah. no, just uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. We should have a website open soon. So, yeah, pretty soon. Oh, and go check out all of these podcasts, of course, on yeah, Spotify, any any of the platforms. Yeah, just yeah. search Insight Alpha Outdoors on iTunes, Spotify, Chromecast, Pocket Cast. We're on pretty much everything. Yeah, you can expect this podcast coming out. I think. Next month in February. That was a great well, podcast we had, Grayson. That was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Love that guy. Yeah. The Grayson's Guide Service. I said it right. Yeah. He did. We, it was we talked a little bit about something we don't want to give away just yet, but. Yeah. So stay tuned. Keep up with us. Hey, hey, hey. Be careful. Don't give it away. I'm not. I'm not. Don't give it away. Anything away. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. all right. So. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been another uh, Insight Podcast produced by Alpha Outdoors. We appreciate y'all watching and listening. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, guys.